Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. everyone and welcome to bloody angola a podcast 142 years in the making a complete story of america's bloodiest prison and i'm jim chapman and i'm woody overton and we're about to get into some chase team chase knowledge team knowledge from the college baby absolutely the uh y'all the chase team most people don't think about it jim the the um Chase teams are a very real part. They're a very necessary part of every correctional system, every prison for sure. Absolutely. And because what happens, you lock these people up, especially in bloody Angola, and 80% of them are going to die there. Um, a certain percent of them won't let the time do them. They'll do their time, but there's a certain percent that, hey, I want fucking out of here. Yeah, right? and, and not only that, they're, they got 24 hours a day to Seven figure out how to do it. And then watch to see who's weak. Yeah. What, what, I mean, they got years and years and years to figure it out. Right? Yeah. And so. they did. And they do. I know you've talked in the past about how, uh, in, inmates and convicts will just watch you walk up and down a tier, see what your habits are. Absolutely. They'll, they'll figure out how many steps you take. They'll figure out, um, you know, whatever. They might get somebody to talk to you, to distract you. I mean, they just do it. That's, they got nothing else to do. Yeah. Right. And and their ultimately their goal is to escape. And and if they can't if they figure out you're not weak, then they're gonna figure out somebody else it is. That's right. And they they even go as far, y'all, as to learn your routine. When you come to work, when you right. don't, are you right. off every Thursday? Right. Does it switch every other week you work this amount of hours? Because right. there's certain ones that they will think are weak and those are the ones they want to run. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they'll do it a little bit of time. It's like a child predator grooming their victims, right? And the they just, you know, certainly there are masterminds 
the yeah, prisons aren't. I say prisons are full of dummies. It's hard to catch a smart criminal, but we have caught smart criminals. Yeah, there's got people yeah. in there that are geniuses, right? Yeah. I mean, there's doctors, there's lawyers, whatever, or, or there's people that are not formally educated who are smarter as fucking Einstein. Yeah, and it's just it's you have both ends of the spectrum and everything in between, but That's ultimately, right. a certain percent of them want out. Yeah, and, and they're not going out toes first in a body bag period and you know one thing that probably we need to explain is the difference between like a chase team and a tack team mm-hmm. uh because they are different that even though most of them are are cross trained uh, um the you're absolutely they're different well a tactical team you know first of all if you have let's say you've got to do a, a cell shakedown or you've mm-hmm. got a guy in his cell and he he won't get right. He refused Self, to come out of cell extraction team. Yeah. yeah, so they'll go in there and they'll put on all this riot gear, mm-hmm. and uh, just like you see on TV, you know they got the they got the riot gear and they got the stun guns. Well, maybe well, or, the shield. That when the shield there. The shield is electric now, and so you go oh. in. Let me tell you this training story. It's funny. That you have. The um when we first got the shield, I was at DCL on, on the working cell block, and we had to train with it right. So they, you know, the um, they put one of the COs in, and they're acting like the inmate. And you come on in here, get me. We practice in cell extractions, is what it was. But the shield hits you with the most voltage that you can be hit with without causing you to have a heart attack. It was, I'm talking about you hit the buttons behind it, it goes, blam, blam, and we just got it. It was like, I don't know how many thousands of volts. So my buddy was the first one. And he acted, and it made, I'm going to light your ass up. And I got in there and got on top of him. And I was hitting him. He said, they want you, just like the Freeze Plus P, they want you to train in it and actually be hit with it so you can understand what you're doing sure. to the person, right? So then, mate. Very important. I laid in on his ass. He's like, he's like, ah. And he said, I give up. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> and then it came out. Captain, Captain Newman said, all right, Woody, it's your turn to be the inmate. And he gave him the shield. He lit my ass up. Like, Hell yeah, he true. did. Look, uh, and y'all, just to kind of explain the similarity of that, my my daughters are, are now going to college, and so I bought them both stun guns. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. these are these are basically, it, it looks like uh, basically a walkie-talkie with two electrodes. Right, right. But you push that sucker, yeah. and this big blue piece of lightning comes right. across, and it goes, tick, 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 tick. Right. it's real loud. Uh, imagine that, but a giant shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with, with those iodes all, yes. all up and down, and like it's in stripes. I mean, you lit their whole body up. Yeah. The, the one misnomer on that, and we'll go back on the topic, but the one misnomer on that, when and you see in the movies, like the one you're talking about your daughters have, yeah. when they go up behind somebody and they shock them and knock them out, that doesn't happen. Yeah. The shock only lasts as long as the con- you have contact with him. So that's that's a farce. It's not like you're knocking motherfuckers out. Yeah. 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 It's it's you're enough just, to get somebody uh, off of you and run. Yeah, it's, it's enough to fucking incapacitate them. Yeah. I mean, if they have a knife, they can't hold on to it or whatever. That's right. So uh, but the deal being like that's the cert teams or basically the prison SWAT teams, mm-hmm. that's a deterrent, right? And yep. they do use them. They, they get used way more than the chase teams do. But the chase team, also serves as a huge deterrent. You know why? Because they know 
the chase team at Angola is the baddest motherfucking chase team in the world. That's right. right. And they know if you run on this 18,000 acres, look, they have it planned out. They can tell. They practice it every single day. If they're not chasing someone, they are training. And they let they let the trustees run. And they'll, yeah. they'll give them an hour head start sometimes, sometimes four hours head start. And they train it from different things. And, they, and they, these trustees are in shape. They yeah. run all the time, right? Uh, and that's, that's their jobs. They run the dogs, chase them. Yeah. And, and they'll train different dogs at the time. They don't run them all at the same time. But they can figure out how far you can get on foot in X amount of time. And, you know, they figure in weather. They figure in all kinds. Of, they have it down to a science. The chase team does. Absolutely. And they know how far to put out the outline perimeter and everything else. But convicts know. Yeah. And and the, the chase team and, and the dog kennels and all that's separate away from everybody else. But they know the the they know that the chase team gets their man. Yeah. And and the, you don't want them son of a bitches on your tail. No, you don't. And and you know, you can't just go into uh Louisiana State Penitentiary in Angola as an employee and just mm-hmm. say, Hey, I want to be on the chase team. Oh no. There's a uh, lot of qualifications. It's a huge deal. It's like the NFL. Yeah. Anybody can play Pee football. Yeah. You get on the chase team, that's probably the most when I was in prison uh, in the, no, I was in prison. When I, worked, <laughs> when I worked in corrections, to me, the chase team was the most elite division there was yeah even over the cert team because they did a totally different job totally different thing and hey it's a bad it hey if the chase team has to get called prison's having a bad fucking day yeah somebody's on the run and let me let me ask you this woody said when you were when you were with the uh livingston parish sheriff's department you were on the swat team absolutely and and what srt what a lot of people don't realize yeah srt special response team team. politically correct way of saying swat that's the only reason they changed that shit so i would imagine you know if i was a police officer and i joined the livingston parish sheriff's office everybody wants to get on the srt team reputation alone very elite very elite position how how did that process of Choosing go. So you have to have more than two years, and you at least in uniform patrol, you have to be in superior physical shape, and um, you have to be able to shoot better than a motherfucker, mm-hmm. right? But, and then that's no guarantee you got to get on. Yeah. You have to go before it, you have to go do the PT test. You have to shoot. I mean, yeah, do the qualifications with your firearms, and then you have to go before a board. Of yeah. the baddest son of bitches on the on the SWAT team, like yeah. the, to me, my the board members were the original founding guys, yeah. and it's it's all business, and they hit you with a bunch of questions and and whatever, whatever questions they want to hit you with, and you leave. They had trials a couple times a year, right? And you leave, you don't know if you made it or not. Yeah. Now, most people didn't make it, right? So they they not only had to like you as a professional. The end, you had to have the skills to pay the bills on that elite of a level, right? Yeah. But they had to like you. You know why? They're putting their hands. They bring you on. Then you had to do a probation period and all that. But if they bring you on, you're put, uh, they're putting their lives in your hands and vice versa. When you get called out, somebody's – SWAT or SRT, that's who the police call when they get scared. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Chase team, that's who – the prison calls when sugar's turned to shit. Yeah. And there are, the Department of Corrections' job is not to punish the inmates for what they did on the outside. It's simply to house them and keep them alive and keep the public safe from them. 
Yeah. When the one's on the run, public is not safe. So you may you may wonder, uh, you know, Burl came. We just did a three part series on uh, on him that was just amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. And of course, he was a huge supporter of of the Chase team at Angola. Mm-hmm. And you may wonder what he said in his words about that team. So I'm gonna read something to you real quick. This is uh, this is out of Warden Kane's book, uh, Kane's Redemption. Mm-hmm. If you have not checked it out and you're a fan of Great book. of this podcast, you're gonna want to. You'd love it. Uh, but Warden Kane uh, said he was proud of his chase team, which is a group of tactical officers whose responsibility is track down escapees. Not many inmates escape but then again from the warden's perspective one escape attempt is too many he knows that people live nearby 20 or so miles outside the main gate and he knows they're relying on him to protect them anytime an inmate escapes even for a few hours amid the glare of uh publicity nearby residents may barricade themselves in their houses fearing the fleeing inmate may try to break in steal a car or worst of all take them hostage and that's happened uh angola operates in high gear whenever someone flees the staff keeps prisoners in lockdown within their living units most work the fields and elsewhere uh most working the fields and elsewhere in the prison all that comes to a halt the camps are uh searched the barns maintenance buildings and other facilities the chase team is familiar with the potential hiding places on the grounds where inmates might sequester themselves. So I'll stop right there. That's one of the things Woody was just talking about with the training. They're looking around. They're they're seeing, where would I hide if I escape? Absolutely. And, and that is and, the first and, place they look. And there's so many, so many buildings, y'all. I, I wish I could paint the picture for you. Like the barns, and we've talked about the horses and them raising cows and everything else. But also the manufacturing plants in just storage, what warehouses and everything else. So yeah, it, and that brings a genius point to it. When when it's somebody they train every day, they they are thinking outside the box. They're yeah, trying to think how a convict would think. Exactly, and uh, it goes on to say the prison chase team practices preventive drills. The correctional officers who comprise the team go after the prison after a prison employee or two whose goal it is to elude capture for a couple of hours. Warden Kane's own son, Marshall, used to participate with a friend. They run like the inmates run, Kane said, getting lost and running real crazy. <laughs> so it was like chasing real inmates. Assistant Warden Kathy Fontenot, once a college runner, had served as bait for practice chases in the past. So they would actually send out... Uh, you know, other employees and say, go run as well. And uh, they would chase him until she became pregnant with a third child. She enjoyed playing hide and seek with the chase teams. Uh, Sometimes we, we would burrow into the hillside or under some woody brush. We could hear the officers in the distance as they were searching for us. Once a couple of them were so close, we could reach out and touch them. A real chase is no such amusement. The objective is clear, to find the escaping inmate and return him safely to Angola. The advantage is with the officers on the chase team. They are armed and equipped with vehicles, including Army surplus ambiguous duck boats. Yeah, that's the that's the ones that track vehicles that can go in the water like a boat. Yeah. Yep, and, and they can even solicit the use of a sheriff's helicopter to aid in searching along the edge of the Mississippi mm-hmm. River. Because of West Feliciana, 
believe it or not, as small as it is because of the nuclear plant after they gave them all X amount of years without paying taxes. Yep. West Feliciana Sheriff's Office is like the richest sheriff's office in the state. Because, really? Because they get millions of dollars a year from the nuclear plant in taxes. Oh, That's, wow. They, I didn't so know they that. have helicopters, they have horse teams, they've got motorcycles. And shit, there's like 800 people that live there, right? <laughs> I didn't know yeah, that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Uh, so the officers, you may wonder about the dogs. The officers utilize dogs in the chase. The right. prison has obviously a large population of bloodhounds, German shepherds, mixed breeds, and even a few part wolves, with the latter mostly for show. Some of the dogs are employed to sniff for illicit drugs at the prison camps. The dog's handlers train the bloodhounds, big floppy ears, gentle dispositions. Y'all know what we're oh, talking about here. Arr, 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 those kind. Yeah, yeah, the old reds. Uh, they're difficult to distract when they are on the chase and usually ignore the alligators, poisonous snakes, and bears lurking in the woods on one side of Angola. Uh, Angola's chase dogs are extraordinarily well trained. The handlers uh, even prepare the dogs for use against escapes with other states so mm-hmm. that brings up my next point which is they don't just use the chase team in angola it's no. not like if nobody's running from angola they ain't got nothing to do right right, right. they um anytime and i've used them numerous times anytime we would have an escape or even a big manhunt it might be a murder scene where we know that the suspects run in the woods got in a vehicle pursuit or whatever and they um they crash they run in the woods if we didn't have a, a tracking canine available and yeah. we had enough time to set up a perimeter, and but yeah, I mean, it had to be a serious case. But we would call for the Department of Corrections to say, "Can you send your dogs? Can you send your chase team?" You know why? They're the best in the world. That's best all the they world. do. Is, well, and we just talked about on Real Life Real Crime Daily. Uh, just which, happened. if you ain't checked that out, go check it out yeah, on Real. Yeah. Just search Real Life Real Crime under Apple Podcast, wherever right. you listen. Yesterday's episode. Yesterday's episode that we just dropped, we talked about two females that had stole sixty five guns. Guns, yeah. Uh, loaded them in a car. They took off in West Baton Rouge, crashed the car, and then took off running in the woods. Guess who they called? They, they, they called the. Uh, Bloody Angola chase. That's right. And they got that ass. They got that ass, and it didn't take long. And look, me and Woody were talking about this a little off camera, but uh, we'll have this conversation on, too. So I have a a friend who breeds uh, dogs specifically to hunt duck. And that's a big thing down here in South Louisiana is duck hunting. Uh, Some of the best you'll ever find. Well, he, he trains these dogs, and they're black labs. And it's funny because... Uh, he would pull his boat out, and those black labs would go absolutely crazy. They want in that boat. They know it's time to have fun. These dogs love this stuff. They live for it. That that is like better than sex for them. Absolutely. It's it's the only thing that they – they train for and they live for. Yeah. So when them when them handlers go in there and it's an it's an escape or someone's running somewhere and they they pull out that leash or whatever it is well, they put those dogs on initially initially yeah. they're going nuts. They, they know, love it. They, they know, know it's know time to play. It's time to run. Yeah, because yeah. that's their life, right. man. That's what they love to do. So, uh, you know, it's important to remember that. Those dogs have a specific purpose, and and I've seen people in the past say, oh, well, you know, you're using these dogs and putting them in harm's way. No, they love it. That's right. That's that, what that they're means, bred and, for. And they love it, and they absolutely just breathe for it. You know? Yeah. And they, you know what, though? Those dogs 
have a, a great, great life too. I mean, not only oh, do they God, get to yeah. do what they are bred to do and love, but they get the love like you better never believe that they get love like from the you know from the the tag team members and the veterinarians or whatever. They're treated like royalty. Yeah, and so we've got some pretty good articles that we're going to go over with you today. Uh, of the chase team in action, right, and doing what they do. Woody's going to read the first one. Uh, I believe this was a this was a escape. Uh, I'm not sure, quite sure when when it happened. Right, but the chase team definitely involved. So it says two Angola cellmates have been captured after attempting a daring plan to escape from jail. While in the prison yard this morning, the two inmates broke through the bottom of one gate and climbed over another before taking off into a wooded area. The Angola chase team, which included a K-9 unit and a boat crew, surrounded the duo within a few hours. The two never actually left the Angola State Prison grounds. The chase team got extra help from nature. The cows, (laughs) this is funny. The cows helped us a lot because the cows would see them and run out of the woods. Then the flocks of ducks flew by, so they scared them up. And, and we were watching all of that from the levee with thermal energy. It was a pretty classic chase, said Warden Burl Kane. Both prisoners gave up without a fight, adhering to the orders of the prison officials. We never have lost one we didn't catch, so it's pretty hard to get away from us. We practice all the time. And they looked sad, and we were pretty happy. So it was a good Sunday morning, and it was actually pretty interesting, said Kane. The escapees were identified as Melvin Johnson, a convicted rapist, and Aaron Watson, a convicted killer. Both were serving life sentences without parole. And now, again, escape charge, escape charges are pending, which I think a simple escape like that is an automatic extra 10 years on your sentence. But if you're going to die there anyway, what does it matter? Yeah, I mean, but, you, if you got life, you got life, right? That, that shows you, y'all, it's not just about dogs. But most people think chase teams, it's it's all about the canines. It's about the signs, yeah. right? They the know, birds flying. That's right. That's, that, that, one of my the, favorite the, things about the, that the order. The ducks are going to get up and fly. Oh, that, that means something spooked them. Mm. And you're watching thermal energy, so it's nighttime. Ducks gonna get up fly at nighttime. You know somebody's in there. Cows coming out, running out of the woods. That's you, crazy. The, yeah. So they and have. Cows. They have probably have so many tricks. But we'll never. I'm not asking, and that because we don't want the convicts to know anyway. Right. But they got tricks upon tricks in their bag. Oh, I guarantee. You, and and uh, and I find that just absolutely interesting. And I'm gonna give y'all real quick just a. I guess a more. Uh, uh, detailed explanation of the chase team that I was able to find after I researched. And it says the Louisiana state penitentiary chase team provides invaluable service to the state of Louisiana by responding to emergency calls as quickly as possible. It's made up of trained personnel, uh, search teams, and most importantly, the highly trained chase team. Uh, the chase team is responsible for tracking down and apprehending prison escapees. The chase team's primary duty is to systematically hunt the fugitives and capture or return them to prison. In order to fulfill their role, the chase team members have to be highly trained, efficient, and effective. Keyword there, effective. Training for the team includes basic law enforcement officer skills, such as self-defense, communications, search and rescue, weapons and vehicle operation, and crisis management. So it goes far beyond just being able to run fast, right? 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 Yeah, and, or follow a dog. 
Yeah, or follow a dog. That's right. Or shoot good. I mean, there's right, right. you got to do all do those things basically at expert gotta, level. You got to be the best of the best. In order to join the Chase team, all applicants must first complete training requirements, including pass the physical and psychological exams. Another important thing, can't be a nut job. (laughs) The team is specifically chosen from a pool of experienced prison officers and learners. All potential Chase team members must complete a comprehensive background investigation before being selected. And after selection, they go through the rigorous physical and mental training to assure they have the strength and skills necessary. It's, it's basically like basic training yep. while on steroids. Yeah, while on steroids. That's right. A SWAT team is the same way. SRT, that was a badass motherfucking school. And yeah. you, you, you quit yeah. anytime you want to, or they, they could swing you and make you quit. Same thing on the chase team, right? That's right. And and once a member of that team is selected, they and this is important, they must live up to the lieutenant standards. The rules of engagement and rules of use for weapons are strictly followed. So they have a standard uh, that they have to kind of live by. Mm-hmm. What well, you know, they're they're kind of like the uh, you know what. In other words, that's an easy way of saying they break one rule, they're off the team. Right, right. Oh, and they, they hold them to a higher standard, a, a higher moral standard. You know, it's not about chasing somebody down and beating their ass or whatever. You know, the, you have to conduct yourself as the ultimate professional. Absolutely. Right? And the definition of professional is someone who does their best even when they don't feel like it. I mean, yeah. you just got to be the creme de la creme to get on there. There you go. And and here's something that I, I know Woody, when he joined that SRT team, and if I would get on a chase team, this would be my favorite part. The team is provided with the best available gear, such as night vision goggles, yeah. high-tech communication systems, specialized vehicles and weapons, and advanced tracking technology. So we call these toys. Right, right, oh, right. get our toys! There's a minute of yeah, toys. night vision. Toys, right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, look, that's your reward for being that uh, elite. That's your reward, but you also, you got to be, every everything you're given like that, you are better believe you're going to be trained to you're one of the best in the world at using it. Yes. It's not like they just give it to you to go deer hunting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, it's, it's serious business. You need this because back in my day, we didn't have IR, right? right. They stuck you out in the, in, on a perimeter and a shotgun and you didn't turn on, you didn't turn on your light. You're in the middle of the woods. You didn't turn on your light because you got killers coming at you. Yes. But you, you, you know, so highly trained, uh, highly trained, and they are responsible for responding to any and all calls for assistance and apprehending the prisoners to es- that escape. In many cases, the team also serves as backup for all other law enforcement agencies during pursuits, just like we told right, you about right. what he just read you an article on that. The team has successfully completed hundreds of successful pursuits and captured numerous escapees since his was created so they've been around a while this is uh and of course like anything uh you know you sharpen it over time right so when they started maybe they didn't have night vision right no 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 but they grew as the times go and then they got smarter etc here's the deal convicts have been running forever and they're always gonna run yeah right so the chase team has got to improve and got to use the latest and the greatest absolutely and the chase team also plays an important role in maintaining the safety and security of louisiana they provide invaluable service to the state and their presence is a symbol of readiness and insecurity in the face of serious threat Mm -hmm. 
uh, their dedication and commitment to their duties have enabled them to provide a strong, consistent service to the citizens of Louisiana. And I'm gonna I'm gonna tell y'all a, a quick little story about that. So uh, there was a prison riot, and it was at a a different prison. It was not in Angola, Saint Martinville. Saint Martinville. Yeah. Thank you, Woody. Uh, in St. Martinville, they had an uprising. And I mean, like... It, it was a bunch of Cubans. bunch of Cubans, they, yeah. They they wanted to go home. Let's just yeah, say well, that. The, real quick, while it was Cubans, and mm-hmm. if it, if it, even though it was a parish deal, the federal government was paying St. Martin Parish to house these Cuban federal uh, inmates. Yeah. Uh, they pay them a lot of money compared yeah. to what the state pays them. Yeah, so the these Cubans over time got together and they just raised holy hell to say the least and there was a major uprising that lasted days and days and days they, hostages. they had hostages it was a big deal well what what do you think burl kane did burl burl kane of course being the warden of angola and, and one of the highest ranking prison officials in the state he was probably one of the first to get a call and he said, well, I'm going to come out there with my chase team. Right, and, right. and so the, it's also good training for them. Great, they don't great training. Right. Yes. So they they went out there. Now, they were never activated actually into the prison. The uprising was able to be put down before the chase team went in. But, get, you know, in, in Warden Kane's case, he. He wanted to say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And there as much to intimidate those uh, Cuban detainees as anything else. Just the fact that they're on the premises makes you think. You know the Angola chase team is here. Then, you know, you're a whole lot less likely to run. Absolutely. And and that's what happened. Yeah. So 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 actually, that's not even practice. That's game time. Because when you're there, you're effectively – stopping them from running and look we did a live event of course uh with bloody and and we featured uh just the tragic uh murder of um uh captain david knapps right and uh that was a result of that uprising That's in right. another prison that kind of kicked off that whole uh, incident. And one day we're going to tell that on this show and and give it to everybody because th- I think that's a story everybody needs to hear. Uh, if you went to the live, you know right. what we're talking right. about. But um, that was a situation where that uprising was used by inmates at a completely different prison to think, hey, we can do that too. Right. And it well, went horribly wrong. And that's because Burl came and the Angola Chase team wasn't running it. Right. St. Martinville. And those Cubans, they got it. They they 
made the demands and shit they gave it to them, like phone calls to federal officials and all this shit. So the uh, unfortunately, the inmates at Angola and, and Captain Knapp's situation, they got together and they figured we can do the same thing. That's right. So I'm going to let Woody read you another article here, and this is a this is another escape that was thwarted. To right. Lack of so a this is back term. in two, 2017, y'all. Um, authorities captured an inmate on a roof of a prison building after he attempted to escape Thursday from the Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola. Assistant Warden of Program and Gary Young said the inmate, Emmanuel Scott, was found on a roof in the prison's Camp D area. Officials were prepared for a full-fledged chase and escape situation, Young said. All of our security protocols worked, Young said. He never was outside of his secured area. Young said the prison's 7 p.m. count of inmates did not clear, so officials spent about an hour working on the count before activating the full chase team. Scott was located about 9.30 p.m., Young said. Scott was incarcerated at Angola in 2009 after a 2008 conviction on second-degree murder in Caddo Parish. Young said Scott will be rebooked on attempted escape in West Louisiana Parish. There you go. So uh, that was a situation where, and notice what he said in there, Camp D. Right. Camp the same D. place. Yeah. Uh, Captain Atwood. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mostly. It, it, that houses the education trustees, building right. and a lot of. Uh, uh, yeah. Unfortunate. But the deal being back to the counts and that's why they count them X amount of times a day. And the count doesn't clear. Nobody moves. And then if they figure it, and a lot of times it doesn't clear y'all just because somebody miscounted. And that's, what, I mean, I've, I've done it myself, but, but you have to go back and count it again, especially you got a rec room full of 200 and some inmates and mm-hmm. it's not like they have to sign in. Right. But you yeah. have to make them get on the wall and count around. If you you call it back in, they're like, Mm-mm, your count's not clear. Oh shit. Then yeah. nobody moves. And then if it doesn't clear like after 15 minutes and everybody goes on lockdown and then and, they activate, right, then they activate the chase, the chase team, right. baby. And they, here they come. And you know, a lot of, and so many times over the years of what call, I call them was with the state police or Livingston Parish or whatever. The um the one unfortunate thing about the Angola Chase team is they're so far away from mm-hmm. everything. As is Angola, mm-hmm. man. Fuck it's I mean, before they built the new highway to Angola, it used to take like an hour once you got off of sixty one to get there. Yeah, and, and the curvy ass road through the Tunica Hills. Now they're much faster, and they certainly have the top of the line equipment and vehicles, and they are ready to go twenty four seven. And somebody's on call. Yeah, it's not like they just go home. We train for a couple of hours a day, and you go home. They have a rotating on call list, and if, if if somebody needs you, we would call for them so many times. And by the time uh, they got to us, we'd already catch them. Yeah, you know, by whatever they gave up or whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, that's a, one of the only unfortunate things. But it's also a fortunate thing, like in this story, when they're so far out there. That's where you want your prisoners to be. Oh, yeah. The worst of the worst. Yeah, and for those of you that aren't familiar with uh, with this area, we have people that listen from all over the world. Buddy. Right. And uh, let me tell you, Angola and in that area of, of uh, South Louisiana, it's very rural, very hilly, and it's just miles and miles of nothingness. Yeah. 
18,000 um, acres. And that's larger, just on the property. Right, right. That's larger than Manhattan. Yeah. And there's not a lot of houses around outside. That's and, right. Uh, it's all, well, the Tunica Hills and, and, and then the Mississippi River on yeah. the other side. Yeah, and and so e- your chances of escaping there are are nil anyway. But you're not gonna get you're not gonna get far with a highly trained team like this typically. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna you know we we've made mention a couple times of how they activate those all over the state. They'll activate the chase right. teams. Well, before we get into that though, I do have a question for Woody, and that is. Uh, in Livingston Parish, Louisiana, they had two escapees mm-hmm. uh, that were very high-profile murderers. Gerald, Gerald and Bordelon and John yeah. Priest. Yeah. And did they activate Chase Team on that? Absolutely one? did. Really? And, uh, it was a three-day. It was a three-day pursuit, and I got the call. I was actually up working on the hunting property, and one of the dispatchers called me, and we always hung together on the her days off. She was cool. She's deceased now, but she called me and, and she said, I need you to report, uh, Gerald Bordelon, John priest escaped. I said, oh my God. Said, what was your first thought? I said, ha ha. I let, I hung up on her. I said, ha ha. You know what I'm doing? You're trying to mess with me and I hung up. Yeah. My buddy was sitting across the table from me and his pager goes off. And, and, and I mean, he wasn't good friends with the dispatchers like I was mm-hmm. and, uh, and he wasn't a detective, but his pager goes off and he, and they said, uh, 10 21 radio room, which is, called the radio room and and i said what that's strange and he called in they said we need to report it's an all call everybody's got to come in gerard borlon john priest escape and i'm like that is the two worst inmates we have gerard borlon was the last one put the, put to death in the yeah. state of louisiana for uh the murder of portland and yeah. john priest not only did he murder the his victim he pulled all his teeth and and set him on fire i mean he's just evil, evil yeah. right? and and i'm like how in the fuck did the two most important inmates we have escape <laughs> yeah and so we come in and set up a perimeter or whatever but ultimately angola and dci all these all the chase teams came in as well as us marshals and everything but look they were gone um Gerald borlon got caught the next day behind the uh the Texaco on, on, on 63 and shit. They didn't catch John priest until the end of the weekend. And he was, he was actually hanging out in the town of Livingston, throwing a football with some kids in the yard. Yeah. And then when the cops rode by, he went and hid in the trailer and then somebody called it in. And then the chase team, when every SWAT team went down there and blew up the thing, but we had helicopters with night vision and, and everything else. But the absolutely, the uh, chase team from Angola was there. You know why? Because they're the professionals. That's right. And when, all they when do. inmates run. And and so they were very, very instrumental on figuring out, hey, they knew how far to set up the perimeter. I'm talking about roadblocks and people in the woods. And, I mean, that's where you stayed. But they were like, this is a science for us. We, I'm telling you, they can't get, have gone past this unless somebody picked them up. That's yeah. why you do roadblocks and shit, right? Yeah. Uh, um. But and they were correct. They hadn't got outside of the perimeter that they established. Well, and you bring up a good point there, and that is perimeters. Because let me tell you, if you set up a perimeter and you're 500 yards short, mm-hmm. that prisoner's gone. Right? Because you, oh yeah, you yeah. have focused everything in that area of that perimeter, and if he's outside of it, right. he's keeping running, and there's nobody right. there looking for him. So you have to be, you have to be an expert. Right. Uh, at at 
basically judging how far people have gone. Look, we we talked about on Real Life Real Crime Daily the the guy that uh, they just caught that was on the run. We called him the Rambo. Right, right. right. Uh, the Rambo guy. He was on a, on the run for almost ten days. And they had a perimeter set up, and and they eventually caught him inside that perimeter. Mm, that's right. And they would look for things like food, right? Um, right. Uh, camp camp site empty, type areas, camp uh, people's camps, buildings that weren't used, but they might have some supplies for them to live in or, or to eat off of or whatever. Human right? feces, right? Right. You got right. Right. a shit. And, and, and uh, <laughs> good stuff. But hey, real quick, because it's on my mind. Remember we talked about Camp Greyhound? Yeah. That Burl came yeah. down after, yep. Katrina, after Katrina, and they haven't housed all the JP and, and New Orleans uh, uh, city inmates. Well, Chase Team was on the outside of the building. Yes. And, and, and also my buddy from JP, who, who was a JPSO um, deputy at the time, it, he's got a, the camp across from my buddy in Cocodry. We were talking about it. He said, shit, that, that West Bank accent. He said, shit. Bro, came one more about them boys running. He had that chase team there, and, and he said, first one I brought the book in." Yeah, I can't do the accent. He said, first one I brought the book in." Yeah, he said, "The doors wouldn't even lock." He said, "Because they had machine guns on them. <laughs> <laughs> machine they guns to lock and, and chase team dogs. They wouldn't have nobody trying to get out, and they didn't lock the doors. That's right. Yeah. Well, look, it's it's no different than if you're in the navy and and you know you have your navy enlisted and then you have like your seals right, right and right, if those right. seals are outside of a door guaranteed if if you're someone and you're in the brig mm-hmm. you know you've done something in the navy you go through navy court and you get you get thrown in the brig and you know navy seals are outside your door you you're not going to try anything right. i mean cuz you have you're respect get for them right those, so, those convicts have respect yeah, for those absolutely. chase team and, and i'll say they know on the chase team now i I may be wrong about it now, but uh, it used to be when they put us out on perimeter when somebody ran. And I'm talking about when I was in work for the Department of Corrections. Hey, you didn't have to fire a warning shot. Yeah. They're, they're, so now, like, if they run from the prison, like if, if you're in a tower, you're supposed to fire a, a warning shot and then shoot to stop. Right. right. Not shoot to kill. But you in the woods in the middle of the night the, the, and somebody's on actually on the run. You didn't have to fire a warning shot because think about the the convict he's trying to escape. If he can get you, overpower you, and take your weapon, then he's armed and gets to kill everybody else. Absolutely. So, uh, um, but the, back and to they what know they were that the convicts the tra- know. Oh, that. they know. And yeah. and and uh, back to the training and being superior in the weapons and tactics and all that. It all folds back. Yeah. The what the basic goal with that training and you, and you may say, wow, they train MS every day or every day. That's that's a lot of training. Well, what you want is muscle memory. Muscle memory. Yeah, you, you, you know, play the way you practice. That's right. Yeah. And and uh, and so everything has to be. You're under so much stress during a situation like that that everything has to be muscle memory. Right. If you think about it, you lose. Right. You you shouldn't have to think about it. Right. So and that's why regular officers, right. well, road but, guys, train. But I, you know? and they, and. They, they do, but let's go back to SRT, right? And that or SWAT school, or even um, chase team basic training school, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I mean, it's hard, and like you're running, they'll make you run the, this big mile long obstacle course, climbing walls and crawling underneath this and over and under poles and all this stuff at full speed. 
as a team, then you run all the way back around directly to the range. Then you got to qualify. Yeah. Right? So you're, oh, your heart rate's up. And you're, I mean, you're like, you just ran a mile plus all these obstacles and I mean, not stopping. I mean, sure. they're right, hollering at you the whole time. And then you're on the line and they're hollering at you and you got to shoot. Well, what it simulates is they, I'll tell you uh, this dead clear in my mind after the, um, SWAT school, the very first call out I went on, we mm-hmm. were serving multiple search warrants on different houses at different times. So I was in one of the vehicles. Uh, I knew my position in the stack and all that. We were going to hit the door because you plan it all out, right? Right. Holy shit. From the point of the where we were at, where we're, I won't say uh, the intelligence meeting, to the point where we're going to serve the warrant wasn't even probably two miles. And with all my training, all my military experience, all my years on the road and everything, you know, when we loaded up in that fucking truck to go hit that door, my heart was pounding so hard. <laughs> I was sweating. I found it. So it's to simulate, yeah. right, And to what you're actually going to do when you're in the moment. Yeah. And when there is nothing more bigger high on this earth than going in a door knowing that there, there's somebody that's armed behind, they're going to shoot at you or whatever. So oh, wow. training back to the chase team, it's just not chasing with dogs. It's yeah. so much more. Well, and, and I, I equate it personally like a like football. You know, you practice, right. uh, you practice, you practice, you practice, and then you get a game. And the game is the reward. Right. So for, for a chase team or for an SRT right. team in your case – uh, when something goes down, that's your reward right, for the training. Right. That you don't care what you're right, doing. That right. beeper go yeah, off and yeah, it says yeah. we need to activate you. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah it's time rolling. to have fun, you right? It's same like the dogs for the chase center. They see, they see them pulling in and loading up certain vehicles. They know it's time to run, right? Well, the 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 correctional officers are the same way. Yeah. They get that alert. They're like, yeah, that's on now, baby. <laughs> or, hey, I, I, we've been wanting to try this new tactic. We got a chance to try it now, baby. That's and it. They live for that shit. And then, you yeah. know what? Everybody's got their place in this world and mm-hmm. what they should do. And hopefully you're good at what you do and you enjoy what you do. I can promise you these guys don't get on that team without them. You, know, you heard about the rigorous process, the psych test, the physical, the the, for lack of a better term, the basic training uh, of that they have to go through, and then the standards they're held to. That hey, you don't get that without one to do it. That's right. right. That's right. One hundred percent. And I'm going to read you another one here. And this is uh, this is a situation where now this team is so elite that other chase teams use this right. team. Right. And here's a, an example of that with DCI. And DCI has their own chase right. team, which is a great chase they are, team. They are very good. Uh, that's Dixon Correctional. Dix, yeah. Dixon Correctional. And uh, so I'm going to read you a quick article here. It's uh, a multi-agency manhunt is underway for an inmate who escaped from Dixon Correctional. This morning, law enforcement are searching for 23-year-old Shaw William Chevis. He is five foot seven and 138 pounds. I know y'all. Right. I saw that too, and right. I'm like, that's a little dude. He's a little bitty. <laughs> five seven, 138. Uh, he's currently serving time. Uh, and he was sentenced out of Caddo Parish for aggravated second-degree battery and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. So he's serving about 15 years. Uh, he was previously on two years probation for illegal use of a weapon, so he wasn't a very nice guy. 
Agencies assisting in the manhunt include the DCI staff and chase team, Louisiana State Penitentiary Chase Team, East and West Feliciana Sheriff's Office, and the U.S. Marshals. So that was a situation where uh, DCI, in this case, had their own chase team, yet you know the LS uh, the Louisiana State Penitentiary chase team was called as well and that tells you that speaks volumes about how skilled they are respected they are and all those things when a you know when people can put pride aside and they can say hey we we want to catch this guy and we don't care you know that we're involving other agencies to do it um another interesting thing with the chase team that I find is you know they, they it's not like they're hidden behind uh, behind a big cloak and nobody is to know who they are. Right. They come out and they take pictures, and we're mm-hmm. going to post some of those pictures. Matter of fact, uh, Twitter, uh, the Louisiana Department of Corrections has a pretty active Twitter, believe it or not. And they post a, a lot of the training stuff that they do with right. the chase team. So we're going to post some pictures because I'm sure there's some of you out there want to see what these guys look like. And, and uh, uh, so one tweet in particular they had today the louisiana state penitentiary chase team helped capture a wanted fugitive for the west feliciana sheriff's office lieutenant colonel robert uh tyser lieutenant colonel kevin tanner major austin calvert and captain james mincer responded with bloodhounds and caught the man great job and i hope guys if you're listening i hope i didn't jack your names up too bad right Uh, i'm sure i get him perfect uh, and it shows a few pictures of the these bloodhounds. Y'all are gorgeous. They are beautiful. Uh, and hey, you can you can assure they're Grand National champions. Oh, absolutely. From Tennessee, they're the best in the world. Absolutely, and and uh, and they can sniff out right. anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna have Woody read one more uh, as well about a, uh, some inmates caught with chasing. All right, so y- y'all were going to Faraday, Louisiana. And if you don't know where that is, that's on pretty much on the Mississippi River, directly across from Natchez, Mississippi. So um, after Faraday, after four hours of searching through wooded areas in Faraday Wednesday morning, it took the help of two bloodhound noses, nine chase team members, and several Concordia Parish Sheriff's Office uh, deputies to capture two inmates that escaped from the Franklin Parish Detention Center. Brothers Michael James Robert, 25, and Matthew Lawrence Robert, 22, both of Winsboro, Louisiana, were serving time for armed robbery at the detention center in Franklin Parish before escaping at approximately 4 p.m. Tuesday, CPSO Chief Deputy David Hedrick said. Driving through Faraday in a stolen white Jeep Liberty, the inmates were pulled over by a CPSO deputy on Deacon Wells Road at approximately 3.30 a.m. The inmates fled the vehicle and ran into the surrounding wooded areas. Hedrick said, We had perimeters set up all around the area looking for the suspects, Hedrick said. Two bloodhounds and nine officers with the Louisiana State Penitentiary at Angola's chase team. Boom. There it is. Had been helping the Franklin Parish Sheriff's Office conduct the search since Tuesday, Hedrick said. Once those bloodhounds picked up the scent, it was game over, Hedrick said. <laughs> I love the, it. Right? The chase team, along with CPSO deputies, caught the inmates on Calvin Street at approximately 7.10 a.m. The inmates were both booked in the CPSO on a charge of warrant for other agency on simple escape and were transported back to 
the the detention center. So you know that's not actually then probably uh, no further from Faraday uh, for Angola than it is from Angola to Baton Rouge. Yeah, because um, that's just north of. The, of where they're at, yeah. But the, oh, you didn't have to cross the ferry or drive the long way around on the new bridge. And but, those were some trustees that were already off the premises yeah, and and right. were able to get a vehicle, steal a vehicle, right. or whatever. And that, uh, that I'm happened. pretty sure a, a white Jeep Liberty is going to be a state vehicle. I'm sure somebody <laughs> lost their job behind that shit. Might have let the keys in the ignition. I'm sure they weren't. Uh, expert in yeah. vehicles. So. Yeah. Chase team, just, uh, you know, we, we were happy today to bring you just some information. And look, if you are listening and you're a retired Chase team yes. member, or even a current, I don't yeah. know what y'all's rules are. They probably won't let right. y'all talk to us, but right. if you're a current, but if you're retired or current and you want to come on, me and Woody would love to have you on and share some stories Absolutely. with, with our audience. Uh, it, it, I promise you, you'd have a great time. And, and I think if you come on, uh, it'd be a proper thing because these yeah. days really deserve a shout out. Absolutely, just like the SWAT or SRT guys and the CERT guys. The you know you're the best of the best. We'd love to interview you, and regardless if you come on or not. We give y'all props. Mad for respect. Keeping, keeping Louisiana safe. Mad respect and and uh, mad respect for the training and the effort and the time and the, and the lifestyle that you live to protect other people. That's right. And Trampus Butler, you commented yesterday. Right. I'm calling you out again, Mister <laughs> Butler. Come up here and let's talk about your family's history and your history with the for real. You know, largest. Maximum security prison in America. It, You've got a ton of it, and me and Woody both want to talk to you. Right, so, and, private and, message. And so, y'all, we talk about the size of it again all the time. But I, I was actually looking up some stuff on. Um, I was trying to research different documentaries the other night. I was mm-hmm. trying to pull a Jim Chapman. I'm <laughs> seeing if there was anything in Angola that I hadn't seen. But one of the things I was watching, and I'd already seen it. But you know, think about that. It's the largest prison in the united states of america yeah that's pretty that's big. yeah that's big bro. yeah that's and, big that's, and and one of the most notorious histories right. oh yeah absolutely with it being absolutely. a former absolutely. slave plantation. the most notorious history yeah uh look a couple of announcements before we get out of here today number one uh woody and i both want to thank everyone for voting yes i love y'all we love y'all of course he was up for numerous awards for real life real crime and Bloody Angola, Bloody Angola baby. History. 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 And, and actually that the um, Adam Curry's People's Choice also is going to yeah. be really interesting to see next week when those uh, finalists list come August out. August 6th. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, I mean, I'm praying that we'll make the finals, uh, uh, especially for Bloody Angola, because this show deserves recognition, just like those uh, chasing guys deserve it. This, I'm, to me, and, you know, I do a lot of podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. This, this absolutely bloody angle is probably my favorite um, because of the history and our love for history and getting to do with you and all that. Absolutely. So, man, if we could win that, that'd be fire, right? Yeah, it sure would. And, uh, and of course, both of us were at uh, Unspeakable Kelly Jennings show. live show. It was great. Great to meet uh to meet people that we hadn't met right, and, right, and fans right. of our stuff as well right. as hers. And that's a great right. thing about 
uh, what we do with True Crime is we're like a little community yeah, and we support and each other. Support each other, and then the fans are cross fans to the shows. I, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, I, I can't think of one fan that we have, whether it's Real Life Real Crime Daily or Real Life Real. Uh, crime or unspeakable or bloody and goal that's not a cross fan right uh, right and, um, so we love all of y'all yeah. and our, uh, patreon members of bloody angola listen Ooh, your it. absolute love and and y'all thank you so much thank you each and every one of you the whatever level you subscribe to you absolutely help make this show run absolutely I mean, it's, that, it's we, not free That's we try to you got that right it, it it is not and we uh we try to give you you know as many extras as we can we i just uploaded two uh transcripts as a matter of fact mm-hmm. so all three transcripts for uh warden kane's three-part series are now up and it's fun to read those things even after we do them i look through them and read them Uh, but some people believe it or not before we started doing transcripts i can't tell you the amount of people that said i want i like to read i'm not much on listening can you start doing transcripts so we started those uh quite a a little while back and it's it's been successful for us people are loving it uh so that's one of the tiers on patreon you get those those free transcripts uh, but I mean, even if you're just a member that doesn't want to listen to commercials, right? Yeah, uh, commercial no big deal. Free, we got a, t- a tier for it, and uh, and you're supporting and, what we do and, and making it make sense. One of the most important factors is we have a shit ton of bonus episodes. Oh yeah, up in the vault. Yeah, they, it, the, some of the probably the best hardcore episodes we've ever done absolutely locked up in the vault so go listen to them uh uh, hey and if we owe you something or or you can't log in or something let us know we'll we'll get it taken care of yeah shoot me a problem those kind of things happen that uh Mm -hmm. but not very often but um anyway thank you all so much says love yeah we appreciate it until next time i'm jim chapman and i'm woody overton your host of bloody and gola a podcast 142 years in the making the complete story of america's bloodiest prison peace
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.